0: Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, I'm Amy.
1: And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is episode 86, we'll be talking about maps, coffee, gnats, tectonic plates, and the quagmire that is the world of dating.
0: <laughs>
1: the first, nearly standing on a snake, panic opening gates blocked by horses, and then getting chased by horses. The most bizarre thing about all this is it didn't happen to Amy.
0: Oh. Uh everyone's just turning off now it's like oh okay then it's not an amy story it sounds like
1: a classic amy story happened Mm. to me it can happen to any of us uh, as it turns out uh yeah happened to me on my run last week snake why did it have to be snakes this week i saw my first ever adder in the uk while i was out for a run that was lovely
0: Mm. i have seen i've seen an adder before but i'm pretty sure it was dead when i saw it (laughs) but it scared the shit out of me i've never jumped so high like a vertical jump in the air over it but it was pretty still and looked pretty dead so that's the only adder i've ever seen i didn't hang around
1: this was only a little one and it was just kind of chilling out on the trail Uh, luckily william was with me and just missed it completely i don't think he paid any attention just ran straight over it and didn't even see it so while it might have taken me by surprise a little bit had a little hiss at me when i took a photo actually seeing a snake to be fair is actually brilliant i put on social media saying snakes are bullshit it's not seeing a, a juvenile adder out in the wild just you know doing its thing that's a brilliant thing because that shows they're breeding there
0: i hate it i hate snakes i hate things like that i was out with some colleagues the other day and there was a slow worm on the floor and i hated that
1: yeah to be fair those are gross.
0: I just find like all like creepy, like not creepy, but you know what I mean? I say creepy crawlies, like spiders, like slithery, slimy, like those sort of things. Just not into it and they, they scare me. I do not like them.
1: Yeah, this one was only like 30, I reckon 30, 35 centimeters long. So it wasn't a very big one. It was just hanging out. It had a little hiss and then I carried on. I just thought was, I was kind of happy to see an adder. That's nice. What
0: about a subtractor?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that pause in. <laughs> Uh, then of course there are the horses so on the same run with william i had planned to fill in some trails i hadn't run before in in an area i like it's you know a nice hill there and there's lots of different parts there i thought well i'm going to fill some of those in basically city strides but trail strides so this meant running into the back end of a riding stable so i had to open a gate that some horses were gathered around on my side i kind of you know took a wide berth around them as much as i could dodge between them and got to the gate But the gate was closed with like a fabric belt. So I had to undo like the belt hook out of the thing, undo it. And I kind of had to do it with one hand because I had William on the harness, but I was trying to hold him as close as possible. The horses didn't really care, but they were gathered around quite friendly, like, oh, what are you doing? So I had to fiddle with it while these horses are looking at me. But William is like super chill around horses, lucky. he didn't really care because he's on a harness. Generally, if he's on a harness, he just wants to run. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. But then we had to get into another field through another gate. But there were horses on the other side. The gate opened into the field. The horses were just standing up against the gate. Because I think it was morning. Holly tells me. She's a horse person. She's in the morning. They're basically expecting their breakfast. So if anyone walks up to them, they're like, "Way, food time. And so they were right up against the gate. And there was like this old dilapidated style on one side. I don't think William could have squeezed through it. So I was thinking, can I carry him and get over that? But I went over to the style to look at it. And the horses wandered over that way and blocked it. I'm like, fuck's sake. Uh, so i had to go back to the gate again i did that a couple of times eventually i went to the style wait till they walked over there then moved to the gate really quickly had to get through the gate and get around them shut the gate again make sure that was secure and get through and once we were once we were running they obviously realized they weren't getting any breakfast off us i had to get through another gate then which was like wrapped up with a rope with about six different knots so i was like okay i need to undo that for ages get through it, and I, I, t- I think, you know, it seems only polite, tie it back up the same way it was, so that took ages to get through there, but then I was in a bigger field, and I got around the corner, and there were about 12 horses in there, and at first I thought they'd be fine, or I thought, right, I'm going to off the path, I'm going to go right around the edge, take it nice and slow, walking past them, uh, but then one horse got very interested, and again I don't know whether it was after its breakfast or whether it was like, "What the fuck are you doing in my field?" Because I don't, th- I don't think many people go through there. It is a footpath. It was definitely a footpath. There was little discs up on the gates, um, and it kind of ran halfway over towards us. I'm like, oh, "Okay, I don't like this," and we are out of like the main field through like a little tree line and down a gap into like a, the next kind of field down. And I thought, okay, we're fine. We're past them. that We've left them all behind. So we started like, jogging a little bit to get down the hill and just get out of it as quick as possible. And just then I hear...
0: Oh, God.
1: that is fucking scary. Yep. yep. It's
0: was, it was the worst sound I, ever.
1: I don't know if it was interested or whether it was just escorting me out of the field because it started to get a little bit close. And I did have to do a few shouts at it because I just wasn't sure what it was going to do. Not a horse person, don't really understand what they're up to. Uh, luckily it did stop and we just kind of got around the corner and then had to hack through the bushes to find the the gate to get out so that was my uh snaky horsey experience on a run very exciting stuff
0: horrific the only thing that would have made that worse is if you then ran into the next field and there was loads of cows in there with babies and you had to run Um, between the babies and the cows
1: yeah yeah i don't think i would have done that
0: (laughs) no and then the farmer comes out and shoots your dog or something like that was to (laughs) just just to top it all off,
1: you know. Yeah, so that was exciting. You know, not cows this time; horses being the threat because the horses are quite nice, but they're just—they're also very big. Yeah. yeah. As we discovered the next day when we went for a run together.
0: Oh God! Yep, it was a really nice route though. Yeah, we went on a really nice ten uh, k round near Keser Woods out in the, the Vale of Glamorgan. Really, really lovely. But yeah, we had to cross this field, which I think you said there weren't normally horses in. Never there. Never seen horses in there before. <laughs> There's about three horses in there. And you know what? Round there, I've been through quite a few horse fields around there. Um, and 99% of the time, the horses are absolutely fine. They're used to people going through. And I've been through horse fields where I've walked with, with the dogs, like literally right in front of a horse. And it's not even looked up from eating its grass. It's not been bothered. Um, but this is also the area where I had the hashtag horse incident. Um, which I don't know how many episodes ago, but if you're going through the back um, catalogue, you'll come across it where um, we were attacked while out on a walk. We were actually, I'm not being, I'm not exaggerating it, we were attacked by horses that were basically trying to stamp on the dogs. They'd obviously been attacked by a dog or something in the past, but yeah, about 15 horses were trying to basically kill our dogs.
1: Um, This was a couple of miles away though, so it wouldn't have been the same. I don't think it would have been the same. No, it wasn't the
0: same. For sure it wasn't the same horses, but since then I've always been like, Mm. I, I was scared of, I've always been scared of horses. And then Freya is a very horsey person. She used to work at equestrian college, um, like teaching and stuff. So she knows a lot yeah. about horses, and she's dealt with aggressive horses before and things like that. So, um, so she made me feel a bit more confident because whenever we'd go out and walk, she's like, "Oh yeah, they're fine. These horses are fine." But that that incident that happened um, last year, that was when she was like, "We need to get out of this field." So I knew it was serious. <laughs> I knew it was serious. Um, but but yeah, also because Freya wasn't with me, it was you. I felt even more nervous yeah. because we're neither of us. Yeah, are I don't know she either. No, so this uh, as we're walking through, this horse starts like running over a bit.
1: Yeah, I, it, would, think, it was it was a trot over towards. Yeah, him. again, I think yeah. it was interested.
0: I think it was. It was really interesting, Pippin. But what scares me more so with the dog rather than myself is all it takes is it to. Kick out at the dog, and
1: it's the dog could be. Yeah, well, or the dog just uh, get nervous and bark, or just or the horse to do something unpredictable, and the dog gets scared and jumps, makes the horse jump. There's just too many unpredictable things, and like you escalated so quickly (laughs) because I was like walking through, and I was like, okay, I think this is fine. It's coming a little close. You're like shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, (laughs) you just like you were straight up there. Oh,
0: it's because it's because of what happened last year. If if what had happened last year hadn't have happened. I wouldn't have been as bothered as I was. was honestly, I felt like I was having a bit of a panic attack. Like I got yeah. proper panic because of what had happened. So I was, like, I was like shouting at you and then I started shouting at the horse, trying to like get yeah. it away. Because ah, 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 ah. like,
1: then I was ah. coming over to try and like, Easy, kind of, I can't really push the horse away but you can kind of right. usually guide them a little bit but then yeah. I had William on the other side of me but then I had a horse coming around left of me as well With so I'm trying to pull William close to me push your horse away while the horse <laughs> is coming up to me as well and we're both just doing this little dance to get around these horses and just like leave them behind
0: yeah yeah I, I was my main I, it was again my main concern was the dogs because if a horse kicks a human or whatever of course that could be and with a trip to hospital or, or worse but if a horse kicks a dog like like in yeah, my yeah. head I'm thinking it's going to kick paper and she's going to be dead um because of what happened with those other horses, but yeah, afterwards, because I, I took a picture as we were going into the field, and I took a picture of the field with the horses in, like naively thinking, "Oh, mm. what a lovely field of horses." And I came back and I showed Freya, "I'm like, what do you think of this horse's body language? Is it friendly?" or not? <laughs> <laughs> And because I was like, "What is the signs of an uh, What are the signs of an aggressive horse?" And she's like, "Well, if it's got its head down and stuff, it normally means it's playful, not aggressive." So yeah, they were just. It think, was,
1: there was one in particular. It was just kind of following us, but it's just a bit too yeah. close, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and the way it was like. Picking up speed, I think it, it was just being playful. Like, I think yeah. it was interesting, Pippin, but Pippin was scared by it as well. And like you said, I didn't want it to be too, too unpredictable. But yeah, properly. Like afterwards, my heart was going. Like I was, it was yeah. so scary. Um, but yeah, it's really difficult because whenever I go into a horse field now, I get like really nervous. And most of the time, they are really chill, especially if you're somewhere yeah. where people walk their dogs a lot. But maybe if those horses aren't normally out in that field, maybe they are just curious because they don't see many dogs.
1: Yeah, um, But our, of but all yeah. that bit of field, all of that field, they had to be in the bit where the path was between the two gates oh, as well, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pricks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm horses sorry to all the bullshit. horsey people out there, but horses are bullshit.
0: Oh, my God. The thing is, if you are a horsey person, though, you can, like, read their body language and you know. And it's kind of like if you're a dog person, not a person who's scared of dogs, you know when a dog's going to bite you. You know, you can read his mm. body language. But if you're not, I have no idea whether that horse is being aggressive, whether it's threatened, yeah, yeah. whether it's happy. You know, but I mean, it's, that's the issue. But
1: it's that thing. Even if it is being interested and playful, it just takes a little thing for the dog to get spooked and then the horse to get spooked. Yeah. And then it escalates really quickly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not a fan. It's
1: <laughs> a tense situation.
0: Oh my god, it was, it was. And then we had that massive hill. (laughs) That's
1: the main reason I (laughs) took you on that route, because I know you'd run around there, but not that part. So I made you cross a river, which was beautifully done, by the way. I mean, you should do like a trail masterclass or something, because the way you expertly tackled that three foot wide stream was just
0: incredible. I I should do a trail masterclass for people like me who... Are like little old ladies and scared of yeah. falling over because ever since i did my knee in five years ago i've been scared of falling over and i'm like i've, I've just got used to like pussyfooting around everything but if like other people are, are interested in in that style of trail running i yeah. i will teach you how to scoot down things on your bum yeah. how to crouch uh, the, really low the narrow, so you'd like you
1: yeah, the, the the shallowest of declines
0: yeah it's and just like bum. you can crouch really low to yeah. distribute your body weight more yeah. you know things like that and and just going really slowly so you can see where you're yeah. putting your feet and also running downhill really slowly to sort of make sure you're not hurting your knee but at the same time you're hurting your knee more because you're constantly breaking yeah So things like that i i think i'd be that's my niche there
1: worst trails niche. with amy genders
0: yeah but that that hill that hill was <laughs> honestly it was one of those hills where i thought i was i was going to slip back down and yeah. if i did slip back down it would i can't even imagine it when it gets muddy but I thought I, I'd, <laughs> you'd slip down to the bottom. It was that steep. Potentially, step, yeah, if, yeah. If it was wet, steps yeah. steps in there. That was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was a horrible hill. I love that take good fun. A Friend of the podcast, Jen, is going up that hill at some point. I've told her. <laughs> Hopefully you
1: can find a way to get there that's not through the horse field.
0: No, no, no. We're not We're not doing the horse field, no. Never again. <laughs> that field is off limits now. It's another place where I'm like, right, can't go through there ever again. I was again. just
1: thinking there's another way to get to that section, and that's through a different horse field. So, uh, Never mind. Never God. mind. <laughs> Let's catch up on the last episode and stop talking about horses. Gordy uh got to us and he said, "For the ladies, mansplaining is when a man needlessly explains to a woman something he thinks she can't understand because of her gender." Did you get that, Amy? Did I, you I understand?
0: Yeah. Can you just oh, it's actually? I'm not sure. Actually, I know I it is music. a big He's word. Like, uh my. I'm trying to understand, but my uterus is just blocking. Yeah. Those, like signals in just my when brain, things sorry.
1: need to be explained to you
0: yeah yeah i, I think I, i'll come away and think about it for a bit and i'm sure i'll understand don't it after think I re- too hard no oh i know i know i know i've got to be careful <laughs> lee would also message in and said just listening to the you ran to another town shock of non-runners so this is from Last week, uh, I used to occasionally run fourteen miles home from work, and colleagues once tried to stage an intervention and force me into having a lift home for my own safety. Laughy face.
1: Well, that's Lee Wood. It's probably because he was doing it naked.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point. Actually, for his own safety, so no one comes yeah. and like arrests him. <laughs> Lee,
1: that was probably what it was. <laughs> to actually, have an intervention from friends. Like, what are you doing?
0: 40 miles people are genuinely concerned like i was saying like last episode people are like you can't do that. Yeah. You, that that's too far whereas if you do a loop and end up back home they're like oh yeah that that's that's normal you know whereas especially i especially when you're going to another town they're not getting the train back or something because it's obviously mm. a lot further away from your starting point and like, you can't do that that's madness
1: <laughs> it's like that thing of like when people run in the countryside and someone will pull up alongside you and say you're right do you want a lift like
0: oh it's all it's not the do you want to lift bit but it's farmers yeah when well, I'm running through like you know public act you know public rights of way and mm. stuff and I'm in a farmer's field and there's been several times now where a farmer is like I've been like coming out of their field onto the road and the farmer's been going buying the you know land rover and be like you're okay you lost and yeah. like, no and I feel like I've done something wrong like I I shouldn't be on their land or something like that <laughs>
1: you know, Holly's had that before she was out with friends walking uh, up in the beacons and this farmer came up and was really pissy with them straight away I guess probably had some bad experiences with just like random walkers but they all switched into Welsh and he was absolutely fine He's like, oh yeah oh you girls are fine no problem at all you're locals
0: <laughs> i can imagine though because I, c- I can imagine why farmers might be because people don't follow the paths i do would they? fucking There's- hate that if i
1: had some land and there was a path through it because you know people would be dicks on it
0: and it's really it's a really odd like when you go on those paths it's really obvious really obvious yeah. especially if they've got stuff growing there and things like that but I get it <laughs>
1: uh, we also had a poll on Instagram about Saturday races and 53% said nay to races on Saturday before midday and as this is a first pass the post system that means that wins and all other points of view are invalid I'm not sorry
0: what why, why do you want to wait so long to run on us? like just get it done
1: because that's what, what because park run is Saturday morning yeah but-
0: Oh, I mean, I don't God. even do it that often
1: anymore. It's only like every three or four weeks now. But still, principle. Park
0: Run is every week. Every week, people. Every single fucking week. And it's not a race. As as Park Run will remind you over <laughs> and over again, it's just like a thing to go to, to go for a 5K run and, then, you know, be around people and chat to people and all of that. So why are you so bothered about doing it every week? It's not a big... Oh. <laughs> not You're throwing cat. things around now.
1: It was the cat. Calm He's down. Just still. sure it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh adam pope said gates don't get me started absolute bullshit i paced a friend the last 25 miles of his 100 miler and he ended up opening the gates for me yep
1: (laughs) you know i feel like we should have a message from that guy you sound like an awful person to pace (laughs) imagine being at the end of a 100 miler and the person who just popped up for the last few hours can't open the fucking gates for you
0: god i know that would be like the bare minimum that i'd i'd want someone to do for me i'd be like if you
1: can't open the gates just leave me alone i don't want to talk to anyone at this point (laughs) i just want someone to help
0: Uh, although worse than opening gates i find is some of the coast path There's like well maybe this is just because i'm short but some of the coast path around near um the wales coast path sorry around near like ogmore and stuff Mm. There's styles but they're not proper styles they're built into like Stone walls, and they're quite yeah, high up. Big so that, yeah, to yeah. <laughs> so the point where when you're when you're naked, you're like, I, if I fall off of this, that's it. I'm done. This is this <laughs> I'm is. I'm not standing up again. This is where I will lay to rest. You know, so I don't know that that to me is a bit worse than a gate. <laughs>
1: um, we also had an interesting counterpoint to the Pegasus race I mentioned, having a hundred percent completion rate. Michael Dark says that actually puts him off, but this is because he's basically a twisted sadist who wants to suffer. And yeah, if he sees everyone's finished he's like Pff, wasn't that hard then was it
0: <laughs> I'd be so pissed off if I did not an ultra and somebody said well it was 100% completion rate right? it can't have been that hard obviously it's just yeah. an easy one then yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> he only wants races where which will hurt Ugh. and he will uh-huh. suffer that's just how yeah. he is
0: We also had a reply from Marathon Miners, who set up an account on Twitter to promote smaller UK marathons as opposed to the so-called majors, and their current suggestion for a medal is six bottle caps on a piece of string.
1: Cracking idea. Love that. It's definitely, hopefully, something they they continue with, because that's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Amy, let's have a little break for some tea. Ooh. Um, a shout out to Luke Merritt, whose tea haul was Cherry Bakewell, eaten Mess and Birthday Cake. I think Luke clearly has a sweet tooth.
0: Yeah. Are you substituting that with other types of tea, Luke? Or is it just you just going for the sweet ones?
1: He's got, perhaps he's on a diet and he can't eat cakes anymore. So he's like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll just buy a load of tea that tastes like cakes and I'll convince myself I'm still eating them.
0: I, i'm so pretentious i have different types of tea i like for different moods different times a day like a God. sweet tea is like a dessert tea something you might have in the evening a bit of a, a treat or like that. bit of a treat yeah I, I wouldn't start my day with a sweet tea necessarily you know so yeah I'm, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to have if that's all that's in your tea repertoire luke i don't know i i feel like there should be some more diversity in there for sure
1: yeah um what are you drinking this week amy
0: i'm going for the bog standard which is what i mean by bog standard my bog standard which is bonfire toffee can't go wrong with bonfire toffee
1: and you know what you can get free bonfire toffee a little 20 gram pouch which is perfect for i don't you get you can use a good couple of weeks out of that easy
0: oh yeah definitely
1: if you follow our links at runningisbs.com forward slash t click on our links to buy your tea when you get to the checkout enter the code t is not bs you'll get free bonfire toffee
0: it's well worth try. It's sweet, it's smoky with black tea. It's amazing.
1: Lovely. Uh, currently, I'm on. I've just got myself a new batch in and I've got some Builders Breakfast Brew, which is mm. like just a proper black strong tea.
0: I've never had just the black tea before. Is it like better than having a, yeah, yeah. a bog standard black tea? Yeah, there's definitely things, more
1: you know I mean? to it. It's not something, again, I drink all the time because it's you know it is a bit more expensive than regular tea so something i'll have you know once or twice a day maybe if i'm feeling to treat myself with my burden blend tea um but yeah it's it's just a a standard good strong tea i think they said it's the strongest black tea they do and it's in tea bags which is great if you don't want to fanny around with filters nice so they go Uh, if you want your burden blend tea go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea buy some tea i've said tea many times amy what have you been up to that doesn't have anything to do with tea
0: so I did a long run this morning, went out for another long run. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a long run with Ellie from our run club, and I did another one with her today. So she's marathon training at the moment. And I've done that thing where despite really being inconsistent with my long runs, I've been quite consistent with my running fairly consistent. But despite not being very consistent with my long runs, I've been like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll join you for like 15 miles, for 14, like wh- whatever, you know, yeah, things fine. that I ha- yeah, things I haven't built up to yet. Um, so, yeah, so this week we were going to, she had 18 miles to do as part of her training plan this week. And I said, you know, I can't do 18 miles. I was actually sensible and said that. Um, but instead, I'll do 12 miles with you. Of course, this ended up being 14 in practice, mm-hmm. like things usually end up being um the doggos came along with us as well so Aww. tilly and pippin and they were so excited to see each other the thing is the oh, that video is amazing oh my god it's so yeah i've, I've reposted it on instagram on pippin's instagram because i'm one of those people that has a uh an instagram for my dog it's running with pip yeah, of course. um but yeah like the last few times pippin's not been that bothered when we've met up with with Tilly she's just been like oh yeah hello and you know getting on with things uh, but this time she was so excited to see Tilly she was like they were like jumping all over each other and stuff it was really really cute so that was really nice um so it was meant to be mainly on road as Ellie has a bit of a dodgy ankle and apparently every time she does a trail run she rolls her ankle because she's rolled her ankle so many times that basically the ligaments and stuff that hold your ankle in place are no longer there. so yes, she, that was you know, one of our
1: club trail runs. She did that. And oh, she had, did I, I believe she? she had to be carried back to the car.
0: Yeah, every time she does it, apparently, is horrendous, <laughs> and the only way to fix it is to have an operation, which she doesn't. She's sort of in denial and doesn't want to do. So, um, so yeah, it was mainly supposed to be on road, but we ended up in Cosmiston, Um On we end up like partly doing like half a kilometer of park run. As oh well done! let Yeah, I know. As we're running to Cosmiston we're like, "Oh, what time is it? Oh, it's three minutes past nine. Looks like we're gonna hit Parkrun. So we just got there just after they'd headed headed off. Obviously, with our dogs on waist belts as well, Ooh. with full canny Cross gear. Some of the volunteers were like, "Are you doing it? I'm like, "No, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> You know, we got we, we ended up at one point just for a tiny bit being like the whole pack of runners, and I was very self aware that I had Pippin on the Canny Cross gear. And like, you know,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I was holding her in very closely to make sure she was out of the way, but I was just waiting. You know, when you're like, you're waiting someone to say something, say, like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't have your dog on Canny Cross. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it though, am I? Yeah, so, um. <laughs> So that was fun. So yeah, I did a bit of park run. Uh, but then we turned off and we saw like a nice traily bit. So we thought, oh, we'll go down that way. Seems like quite a nice trail. Um, but of course, we went off the route because we were trying to cut out some of the road, like boring road bits and go on this this nicer through some fields and stuff around cosmos Den. and then somehow we ended up in a field that as we got round the field we realized there was loads of cows in there and it's funny because we'd actually been talking about cows and how much we hate running because th- telling her about right. the horse story and then we we're talking about cows and how horses and cows are very scary um so we came we came around this corner and i'm like that's a cow up there and basically they were they were almost in a dip and you could only see them from a certain angle mm. so we ended up at the bottom of this field which had a I, it's not even a stream it was like a you know a muddy quagmire at the bottom of this field we ended up having to turn back round after the dogs had been standing in a load of cow shit um so we had to run back up the field which was uh not very pleasant mm-hmm. and then we uh may have trespassed on a farmer's land for about 50 meters
1: okay
0: <laughs> yeah it was one of those things where we got we, we were on like a public right-of-way field and at the end we could see a gate to the road but the public footpath went, was turning you off to go through another field, yeah. and we're like, oh, should we just should we just walk through? <laughs> should we just walk through and just go? It was it was literally about fifty meters. Like, Fine. should we just cut through and go through the gate? So yeah, we may have uh, apologies if that was your land, and we may have just trespassed a bit through it. I'm very sorry, we didn't cause any disturbances or anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah the rest of the room was some really nice country roads Ellie did that thing I think you can do on Strava where it just shows you where lots of people run mm. and you can create a, a route out of it and she, she was doing the route thank god she was like leading the way she was like getting her phone out and looking at the map if that had been me we we I don't know where we would have ended still up I there know, somewhere. yeah I did not know where we were half the time and because it's like it's sort of round west Cardiff and the Vale so I, I, I run around these places but we, we run a bit and then we'd end up somewhere I recognised. I, I would be like, I have no idea how we've ended up at this point from this other point that I recognised. I have no idea like, how those two connect because my sense of direction is so poor. Um, so luckily, yeah, Ellie was Ellie was like leading the way for it. So that was fine. Um, so yeah, so we were running on some really nice country roads. They were getting kind of busy as the morning went on. But there was this really weird bit. So you know when you're running on a country road and you run um, against traffic, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're on sort of a blind bend or something, so we're running against traffic, and cars were moving round us as you do, and slowing down, all very nice and polite. This one guy, like Ellie, was out in front. This one guy, rather than moving to the side, he just stopped his car in front of Ellie and made us both move to the other side of the road. Like rather than just going round us, like you would, just stopped. he just basically he was like playing chicken. He kept coming; he was slowed down, but he was coming closer and closer to the point where he stopped. And then he's like had a hands up, like "What are you doing?" And, and basically made us run round him. It's Whoa. like, that. that's, I don't know what the highway code says about stuff like this, but surely it's not...
1: It's not keep, stop in the road and make them walk on the wrong yeah,
0: side. There was enough, the other cars were passing us. fine, yeah. like, absolutely fine. And it was one of those roads as well, where it was almost like a single, a single car road, you know, yeah. two cars couldn't have passed each other anyway. So if that was his argument that I would let other cars pass on the other side, that that would be mute because... God yeah it was just like really odd uh so yeah that was straight i'm always nervous on those sorts of roads as well cars go really fast but i did think well ellie's out in front so she'll get hit first so it's yeah. quite relaxing yeah, actually yeah. yeah yeah i was quite relaxed quite for that relaxed one. <laughs> yeah normally if i'm on like a country road like that i'm super like on edge and looking around me and in my head i'm like news story some woman and her dog hit by a a, you know a Chelsea tractor while they're trying to get to the golf club but but her friend behind
1: her was absolutely fine
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah Ellie was out in front so I had none of those concerns I was just like having a great time.
1: we've got we've got a good story about running on country roads coming up later by the way
0: oh fab yeah Uh, And then, yeah, so it was a really nice run, really hot, but still a few puddles around, so the the dogs were all set. And then we got home, and I've I've never actually known it for Pippin just to fall asleep. I think it was the, because we ran further two weekends ago, Mm. but I think it was a combination of of the heat as well. Like She was drinking plenty, but I think, you know, it was a hot day, so obviously that's a bit more effort than if it was cooler. So, yeah, she got home, sat on the sofa, and just went straight to sleep. I've never known her do that before. So, yeah, it was, all in all, it was a, a nice 14-miler. I'm going to ache like hell tomorrow, but yeah. got done.
1: I still yeah. lo- I still love that you can go on these really long runs with your dog. I mean, I just couldn't do that with William. That's just too far, because he on the harness, he yeah. just couldn't do it. He would just pull himself to death.
0: This is the thing. This is, love like, that. why I quite like when I'm doing canny cross type stuff. I actually prefer if Pippin's not pulling. Mm. She, Pippin's perfect. Because she pulls just enough to help me along, yep. just enough, but not enough that I have to move my legs faster, or it's hard for her, or anything like that. So it's just like a little helping hand, and it, but it does mean as well. The main thing for me is that she can do these long distances because I'm even with the dog. I'm not into running short distances. This fucking cat is that right? Ralphie in the background? It is. It so is. if
1: anyone has heard some like strange noises, I believe God. that's that's the 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 forgotten cat of the genders household yeah Yeah,
0: he wants wants to yeah he wants to go into the other room um say yeah like i'm not into running short fast races with the dog or without the dog it's just not my thing so pippin's like the perfect running companion because i i i haven't found her limit yet i haven't found Mm. a limit where she's been like oh i'm too tired i need to stop sort of thing so that's great
1: that's good
0: anyway what have you been up to
1: uh, I've been orienteering again. I'll try and keep this reasonably brief because I've done it a couple of times before, but it's really, really good fun. I do recommend people give them a go if they can. Uh, this is the first time I've done the orienteering race in somewhere I haven't known well, which was so much harder than I expected. I know it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a surprise, but it was to me still. Um, it's based in like this fairly small compact park with like mazy woods with like crisscross by all these muddy paths of like varying width and accessibility um so that you know the start off the first eight or nine checkpoints were in that park and in those woods just like back and forth and these little paths and crashing through all the hedges and the trees and things but then we left the park and it was basically just new territory to me it was just an area of the city i just did not know at all well uh luckily i just followed someone to all the way to another park which i didn't know existed and then we got lost in the woods so i followed him all the way there we got to the woods together and then we just turned in different directions looking for this checkpoint because it was just um as he said at the end the course was set out in 2019 and hadn't been properly hadn't been fully checked uh, since then so a lot of these paths are really overgrown they're really muddy uh, checkpoint 10 in particular was horrendous i did actually shout to the guy um to say where the checkpoint was because i thought that was fair but he didn't hear me and I thought, well, if I come across him again, there's no way I'm going to be able to tell him which way to go back. I went, I took about four different routes to try and get to the next checkpoint, turning around different back and forth, back and forth before I eventually just found a path and thought, this is probably the one and went for that. Um, I managed to then, you know, I went the way I wanted eventually and I found the guy that I lost and I followed him again, two more checkpoints. So that was really (laughs) useful. That's the, that's the key to orienteering, follow someone else. Uh, Unfortunately, after that, I got ahead of him. And where my mistake was last time I did orienteering is when I got on the roads, I slowed down too much because I was just like a bit casual. So this I'm all right. I'm going to get into my running. I'm going to run fast. I'm going to do this properly. And I missed a turn. Oh. And so the guy behind me and someone else, um, they both, I turned around. they would both gone. I thought, oh, didn't chat with me. And they did, they dicks. I guess they thought I was knew a different way. And I kind of was looking at my map then. And the maps, they're good detailed maps. But they don't have road names on. And so I'm trying to match up shapes of roads and junctions and think I think I know where to go, but I don't. And like I turned around, I thought I know which way to go. And there was a pedestrian on the other side of the road looking at me and he was like gesturing that way, that way, that way. I'm like, <laughs> thank you very much. That's very, very useful. Um, I reckon I ran at least an extra kilometre the whole way um, with all the different bits that I did wrong. So that was annoying. I hit all seventeen checkpoints in nine kilometers, or eight and a half kilometers, I think it was, sixty-one minutes. Which doesn't kind of eight and a half kilometers, sixty-one minutes doesn't sound amazing, but when I was actually running, my heart rate was mostly over one hundred and ninety, and all and the rest periods were not rest periods because they were just the most insanely stressful. Looking at the map, trying to find out where to go, and like still power walking to always make up a little bit of time. So it's just it's such a stressful race i love it i really do enjoy it it's really kind of it's a good skill to have i think as well especially being able to read the map and doing it under pressure even though really there's not much pressure because a lot of the other people doing it are kids and families on the shorter courses but because i put that on myself because i think i'm pretty good at this i'm much more competitive than i am competent and that is a difficult combination as it turns out when you're trying to run fast so i was just like frantically running frantically reading and just like insanely stressed the whole time
0: so the people like like the people that win are they, is that their thing are they like orienteers or are they are they like runners that do this now and yeah
1: again? as far as i know they are people that do it a lot because this is from the south wales orienteering clubs there's people that are members uh. of the club and do this a lot they do the longer ones there's also people that do uh, like mountain running and big trail runs and things like that mm. and people from like the mountain running clubs around here do it a lot as well because you know it makes mm-hmm. sense for them because they need to be able to read maps Um, Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that tend to uh, win these. Uh, But it is a great thing to do. I need to do more homework. I've kind of got home and I had a proper look at the map. Because there's things like when I got to this other field or this other park I didn't know existed, it's marked on the map as yellow. And just like yellow in your head doesn't mean field. No. But I think on the the map, yellow means open land, which is essentially Mm -hmm. a park. So it's things like that I need to get my head around and what the different um path markers mean like different dotted lines and dashed lines to work out what kind of path it is things like that so yeah it's definitely more homework to do but i did really enjoy it it was really hard work no idea where i placed in that i haven't seen the results yet but good fun uh then two days later had another race as it turns out i had a quick count the end of may this year and um, the two mile race i did friday night that was my 11th race of the year
0: god i haven't done any
1: I haven't, done any. I haven't done any. I'm races, the one uh, holding up this end of the podcast. Yeah, eleven yeah. races in like five months. I think that's possibly too many, and I think I've got eight or nine left to go. Oh, oh no, God. this year at least. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big year. Um, very briefly, two mile race. It's exactly as awful as it should be. Any short road race where you're running as hard as you can is gonna be bad. Uh, and it well, I did it in 13 minutes 14, and that's a PB that no one cares about literally no one will ever ask me for my two mile pb and if i say anything is i could say 10 minutes i could say 22 minutes and they'd be like oh okay yeah because what's a good two mile pb no one knows yeah no one gets.
0: it must be so difficult to pace
1: <laughs> yeah that what i figured out with that is i mean you won't know but other people will it's when you do a 5k and you sit out and you suddenly go oh shit it's oh shit pace when you do a 5k when you realize you're running about five minutes quicker than your pb that's the pace you need to do for two miles
0: uh, oh shit pace
1: yeah that's what i call that for a 5k but you know obviously you, you have no idea <laughs> no so uh, i've got the this is in a series of one two three and four miles i think i can do the three but i don't think i can do the four it's one of these series i will never complete in a year mm. it's just one of them damn it uh so that's everything that i've been up to let's move on to talking about a bit of patreon uh, thank you, everyone, who's given us some money this month. Helen Patricia, in particular, who said, "Of last time, your song is so good, I had to listen to it again and again,
0: like on repeat." On repeat. I
1: mean, thanks, but that's weird. <laughs> that's our new favourite single.
0: Christmas number one.
1: Oh my God, we could we could make it happen. Uh, Luke Daniel said we'd end up doing the Ring Cycle at this rate, which is a, a 17 hour opera that usually gets performed over four evenings. I think Luke was just trying to show off he knew about opera, but I took it seriously, as I do, and did the maths. If we had enough names to fill 17 hours at the same rate, that would be just under 29,000 Patreons, which would earn us around 700 grand a year. And I think reading out 29,000 names once a month each would be about worth it, do you reckon?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah.
1: I'd do that for, well, 350 grand a year each. So yeah, I,
0: and I'd, I'd mispronounce, like, 20,000 of them. At least, yes. <laughs> at least. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that's the target then, I guess. I've no idea what the ring cycle sounds like. Well, I'm sure we could We could probably blag that, couldn't we?
0: Oh, yeah, as long as we don't have to sing it in, not showing off my opera knowledge, Italian or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably or, Italian, isn't it? Probably Italian, Italian or, or Yeah
1: yeah speaking of blagging it uh if you want to give us money for whatever the hell this is go to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and you can donate monthly or just go there and cancel it if you had enough frankly um and as i said speaking of blagging it here's amy oh after eurovision because we yes. kind of uh, teased you with eurovision last time and um, oh. we've been inspired yeah uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah <laughs> just yeah Victoria magnus matt jones Jerry Grubbs, Greg Collins, Charlie Neverson, Simon Grimshaw, Ian Thompson, Gabrielle Thomas Nyer, Penny Simpson, Rich Scum, Carl Fleming, Paul Hibbert, Bernadette McCarthy, Jason Sphinx, Elizabeth Shaban, Debbie Hurley, Matthew Ware, Tim Hughes, Cassie Hill, gentle Rachel, Bentley, H Matt Garnon, Batschisowski Liz Reese Julia Paig Victoria 18, Karen Blake, Angela Foster, Swales, Nicky Genders Matt Caffey, Ruth K.P. Stuart, Stephen, Maria Wicks Jonathan, Carter, Ian Hales Ivor Hewitt, Victoria Dick Maxma, Hardy, Matt Lee Colin Hill, Amanda Murray, Hyne Matt Newbury, Karen Hamilton, Lisa Gibbon, Amanda E. Hernandez, Wyler Martin, Kaplan Steph Paul, Kaplan Fenton, Kurt Shepherd, James on Kurt Dina Land Martin, Elliot Lyne, Andy Robbins, Brian Simpson, Sophie Jacks, Gordie J Jay or Seal Pat Everett, Jewel Running, David Simpson,
1: beautiful wonderful of course amy a disappointing lack of falsetto
0: I, you know what i am a big fan of mika i love mika love seeing him on eurovision so that that did inspire me i was nervous i was like i don't have the voice for falsetto i mean it's
1: it's a big song to do
0: yeah yeah i made it work though i made it you work. made
1: it work absolutely Yep.
0: <laughs> Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Running Is BS and let us know why you particularly hate running this week. And we'll start with an email that has an incredibly important underlying message. Mm -hmm. It reads, Hey Stuart and Amy, I'm a bit late to the Running Is BS party, but I'm obsessively working my way through the back catalogue. On Saturday, our mocker pot exploded in my face, which resulted in a trip to A&E where they made me have a 30-minute cold shower. If that wasn't hideous enough, my boyfriend kept adjusting the temperature setting to extra cold. (laughs) Jesus. I, I listened to an episode whilst in the freezing hell, which was the only good thing... About the 30 minutes. Mocha pots are bullshit, coffee is bullshit, and cold showers are bullshit. Keep up the good work. It's a fab podcast. And that's from Claire Allison. Claire, I feel like that's some sort of, um you know, like Russian psychological warfare that they were doing in World War II. I feel like you should have some sort of strong aversion to the podcast now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I was think yeah. that's aversion therapy, surely. If you're listening to this while having a 30 minute cold shower, after being scolded by coffee and bits of glass. Oh that's surely going to put you off. I
0: did wonder what is a moka pot though and how is that different from a normal sort of coffee? Oh, I
1: don't know. It's some coffee bullshit, isn't it? I do
0: I do love a mocha, but I think I'll stick to my powdered ones that I buy from the supermarket and just mix with hot water.
1: Oh, it's one of those like fancy metal like hexagonal things oh you put on goodness. the hob. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. One of those exploded. And I would would
0: sue the company that made it because that's not supposed to happen. (laughs) It's not supposed to explode in your face, surely.
1: A 30-minute cold shower. How much colder do they think your skin's going to get after 10 minutes? I mean, not a medical expert here, but that's bizarre
0: in all seriousness though Claire I hope you're okay like I hope you haven't got like lasting oh yeah sorry third yeah. degree burns from the mocha pot and if you do like definitely yeah, sue uh, you know
1: yeah sorry I forget we're <laughs> supposed to be sympathetic about these things aren't we? especially when they're actually really bad things I'm like, oh yeah I just go straight for the bans but that's what you get frankly for drinking coffee
0: yeah it wouldn't happen if you're drinking I mean it would happen I have had a, a teapot explode on me a glass Stringy. teapot but um...
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna say you got what you deserved <laughs> I'm just going to heavily imply Dirty it.
0: Dirty coffee drinker.
1: Filthy coffee drinker. We also had a message from Ken Smith on Facebook. Amy and Stu, I have managed to combine two topics from your podcast. I've bought a Harry a running vest, thumbs up emoji, and on my first run with two full soft bottles, I now know exactly how it feels to be a woman, as this precisely <laughs> imitates women's breasts. And obviously, as you drink from the bottles, they alter your bus size. I'm planning to submit my research to Runner's World
0: oh Ken. i mean that's
1: basically what the runners world research was wasn't it
0: yeah i mean but also ken i i don't know your sexuality so i don't know whether you're inclined that way but you've obviously never touched a woman's boob in your life
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have had the thought when i've had those soft bottles they stick out the top of my bag and once you put them in when they're full it's fine yeah. but as you start drinking from them, they get a bit uh, looser, <laughs> basically, like the ends of the the ball cap just like flap up and down, and it's like having like massive nipples just yeah. like flopping as you run. You know what? what- or perhaps perhaps normal size nipples. Perhaps I shouldn't judge.
0: <laughs> when I when I first got my Harrier running vest, um, I put them in the wrong pockets. Like I put them in the the pockets that aren't as deep, like the pockets near the front. And they- well, it's because there's about forty five yeah, pockets yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, and there. they were just like folded over. And I remember going out, and I was like saying to Freya like I'm ready to go and I, she's like you're not going out like that are you she's like what the hell are you doing like you look ridiculous and then I realised I had them in the wrong these copies. like
1: floppy udders yeah. just like
0: I must. I have I do like do that thing though I don't you know like most people I, I, but also I don't have one of those like long straw things that stick out I just yeah, put my head looks, down and I useful. squeeze it to get the to get the precious the precious liquid That's, out of it
1: <laughs> just like women do when they run
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> that is how exactly how women run yeah. got Cheers, Ken. (laughs) We also had a message from Kiara Evans. She said, hey, what's BS? Finally having a running is BS moment during a run whilst listening to the podcast that I thought was good enough to send in, only to have that exact running is BS moment read out on the podcast. Face palm emoji. It was the running through gnats thing, covered in them. Fucking disgusting. Love the podcast so much.
0: (laughs) I think it's a common thing this time of year, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's one of those things you could say at this time of year and everyone go yeah doesn't matter what time of year it is you could always say it and people be, yeah.
0: but was that the message we had that was about running through aphids and we were like no that's gotta no look- that was
1: that was gnats that was fill in Florida oh
0: was it okay <laughs> I see yeah this time of year it's gnat central embrace it though I, I get to, I've had so many of those gnats in my mouth I just open my mouth now while I'm running through them and get it over with extra protein
1: you're, you're a terrible vegan yeah
0: I know, I know. I'm, so, I'm so deprived <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got to eat the gnats, the, the swarm of gnats. <laughs> At AJ Howe 97 says, slipping after a swim is BS, but it meant a trip to the hospital and a chance to show the rest of the family a sexy horse in a field on the way. So all was well. <laughs> Are you okay? Did you, did you, I thought that you hit your head quite hard.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a lovely photo here of a big gash across the back of his head. God dripping down oh,
0: I, I assume you like slipped on the side of the pool or in the changing rooms or something
1: well I I did follow this up and said well that's what you get for cross training mm-hmm. but he said it was because the kids wanted to go on the water slides when to be fair water slides are one of man's greatest inventions yeah. so I completely understand that yeah
0: yeah absolutely oh, I
1: guess that was a slip
0: that looks gnarly I always think about that it's like one of my irrational things well I guess not irrational when I go swimming is like imagine if I slipped and just cracked my head but yeah this is what yeah. it looked like <laughs>
1: Do you think the rest of the family saw the sexy horse as well? Or they were just like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay sure. Sexy yeah, sexy horse, great. sure. Get into hospital, go faster. We're
0: on the M1, but okay.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. I hope you feel better, yes, Anthony. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what you're supposed to say, yeah, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Sorry that happened.
1: Cool. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Gabby Nair. <laughs> She's always got a story. She said, let's moan about road marathons. Not just any road marathons, but one with no road closures yep there is no hell like running 26 miles on a sharp camber with cars coming at you front and back frankly you should pay me to do this not the other way around add that to the four PortaLus at the start four four let that sink in shame about the route as the rest of the event was super friendly but at the heart of a race is the route and that route was horrendous so the moral roads are bs run trails the end
0: yeah, that does sound yes. I always get concerned with stuff like this. When it is mainly roads, I mean, I don't know what it was like, but if it is mainly roads and it's on fairly busy roads, like from a safety point of view, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, not that I like to shit on, you know, club races, especially when they're in Norfolk, because I went and had a look at Strava to see where this was. And this was basically along the North Norfolk coast. And I thought... I, I knew she was doing that race. I assumed there, there is a coast path along the North Norfolk coast. Mm. It's partly beach, partly on the cliffs. I thought it'd be along that path, but it's on the road that runs alongside the coast and kind of wiggles in and out between all the fields and things. And it is a country road with no paths. Yeah. What is the point of doing that as a race?
0: Yeah, and I can imagine it's fairly busy with people visiting that area yeah. and going on, walking on the coast path. I just. Yeah, it would, like I said, though, like with Ellie today, I guess if I'm in the middle of a pack, if somebody gets hit at the back or the front, that's fine. I I'd, I'd just know to yeah. move over.
1: Just stay in the middle. Yeah. But yeah, i raced like that. I thought, if it's on the coast path, because I, I, I've i heard of this race, and I thought, oh, it's, it must be on the beaches and the coast path. That's going to be brutal. No interest in that. But that would be better than a road, sure. Yeah. What is the point? What is the point of a road race on a roads that aren't closed? I
0: was going to say, because, yeah, you could make the argument that on the roads people can go faster and stuff and you know people are doing a road race rather than like partly trail or whatever but if there's actual it's cars so on the road it's like, you're going to be constantly having to keep a watch out for that especially windy country roads
1: yeah absolutely crazy always check your route before you sign up to a race yeah. even if it looks all right just have a double check just to see what you're actually getting into we've also got some bullshit marketing this is from Ivor hewitt who let us know about the Hoka Tekton x and from the website it says coined after the earth's tectonic plates which inspired its parallel carbon fiber plate design the new tecton x is poised to unleash a seismic shift in trail running built for speed and bolstered by a vibram mega grip with light base construction outsole for traction the profly x midsole merges a light responsive foam base and ultra soft foam underfoot what does that mean
0: it's like inspired by a GCSE geography lesson.
1: <laughs> tectonic. Who was look? Okay, this is a very fundamental misunderstanding of what a tectonic plate is. But I looked at the video for it, and it's basically instead of one carbon fiber plate running along the shoe, it's got two right. that run alongside each other, right. and like that's not what tectonic plates are. Yeah, they're not two separate strips that aren't touching. That. That's, I think they've just gone plates, plates. What can we say about plates? Oh, we can do commemorative plate. No, that doesn't work. Tec- tectonic plate. Fuck it, that'll do.
0: The thing is, I, I love how it's built for speed as well. Because aren't tectonic plates, don't they move incredibly, incredibly slow?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, incredibly. I mean, that's almost like a... That's like it's- yeah, it's almost like a byword for like things that move slowly.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the next one will be the hoker. Oxbow Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what what is that it, yeah
1: but don't wait to be fair it has got a vibrant mega grip with like base construction so that's great i
0: think they've they've thought of like text on like techie and tech and cyberpunk and you know like the word tech's in there kind of
1: and they made it tecton. yeah yeah because that sounds cool yeah. It, yeah but what does that make? It
0: Doesn't make God. any sense if you want to talk about speed and something making you fast don't use tectonic plates as a um like an inspiration basically
1: yeah <laughs> the
0: that's my falsetto
1: I thought you said you couldn't do falsetto No,
0: I know just limited time only so thank you to Russ the runner on Twitter for flagging this one up and it's a story from the metro where well, it's not really a story it's like a more of an experience and it's from the dumpster fire world of dating oh, <laughs> love it I, I love stories that mix running and dating like
1: because they're always so they're, bad. Yeah, they're
0: always really, really bad. So the headline was, My date turned up late, sweaty, and in his running bib after just finishing a 10k race. <laughs> 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 oh, lovely. So Claire turns up at the pub where they'd arranged to meet after some good app-based chat. Of course, this is 2022. She waits 20 minutes after the arranged time and he, her date runs in the door with a race number still attached to his t-shirt. <laughs> Apparently, he thought he was running a 5K, but it turned out to be a 10K. So he just came straight to the date. He stank as he leaned in for a kiss. So she pulled back and pretty much finished her drink and left after he spent the time apologizing. And everyone around him was clearly watching the drama. She left and turned down the offer for a second date.
1: I mean, oh, there's so much wrong there, isn't there? I mean, first of all, how do you get the race wrong? Who turns up for a race and not know the distance? Yeah. Why didn't he mention he was racing half an hour before they planned to meet? Yeah. If you've arranged for a date, you think you would say, Yeah, great, I'll be happy to meet then. I'm running a 5K and I'm probably finishing about half past 10, but I'll come straight over there and meet you. Yeah. You'd think there'd be some, like, it's a thing that's happening directly before the date. Yeah. You'd think you'd mention it. I
0: mean, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, you would mention it. And I guess the other, like, if, if it's in a city and the 5K is near to where they live, and also where they're having the date, I can imagine him thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll go home, have a quick shower, and and go straight out." I mean, to the he, date. What, he
1: he clearly wasn't planning much time to get ready, was he?
0: No, no, no. But that he must surprise, be, He must live honest. right
1: next to it and be like, right in the shower, straight yeah. out. That'll do. But
0: if that was the plan, if it took ten k instead, just text her and say really silly story, but basically. Yeah. It was meant to be 5k, but it turned out to be 10k. Can you just give me i f- I'm really sorry, but can you just give me a bit more time to quickly grab a shower? Uh, I would much prefer that than somebody turning up all sweaty. In fact, I'd find that quite funny and endearing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... Oh, and it's... Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. But the worst yeah. thing about this, as it may not be a surprise, is the unsurprisingly dickhead replies on Twitter, who just saying that she should be lucky to get anyone... <laughs> She should be happy that he turned up. It shows he's committed because he turned up anyway. She should lower her standards because she's 54, you know. You know what? Clock's ticking. She's not going to find anyone better, is she? He's just made a mistake and she should get over it. There's so many replies. What absolute dickheads.
0: I love I love the, how women just have to lower their standards. But often when it's well, the yeah. other way around, it's not like you have all these stories. I remember a story a while ago. It's like, oh, it's really unattractive when women talk about their degrees and stuff stuff like like come on so it's okay for like men to demand certain things but as soon as women have some sort of standard which actually is a normal person standard you know that that's like yeah. a normal standard that most people have that you turn up to a date not stinking like you've just run a 10k you know that you get a bit of a shower yeah. first and stuff you know so like that that's normal that is perfectly reasonable you know
1: yeah <laughs> But yeah, just so many of these replies were just like, "Well, she should just be lucky to get anyone." He's done a nice thing by turning up, and she should be happy with that.
0: Oh God, they think it's bloody God's gift. Like, no, actually, I'd rather you didn't turn up. I would much rather you didn't turn up than yeah. turn up like that.
1: And if he doesn't know the difference between a five k and a ten I mean, k, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's gonna that's a red flag. That's more red flags than China. You know, you, you, that's gonna create issues down the line.
1: Uh, if anyone has running and dating stories, we'd love oh, to hear Oh, I
0: love it. I, I would love to hear it. I remember a little while ago, way back in like 2012, 2013, is when I moved to Cardiff and I found this site, which basically was meant to pair you up with like a running buddy. I thought, oh, mm-hmm. that sounds really good. That sounds like, um, like a great way to meet people and go for runs and stuff. So I put up my little profile on there and mm-hmm. all I got was just messages from creepy guys that I would never yeah. in a million years go for a run with on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's a really nice idea." Yet at the same time, you know, people are obviously using it as like a, a quasi-like yeah. dating site. I mean,
1: <laughs> that is a nice, yeah, but in a way, both things are quite nice. Like to meet someone in a new place and go for a run with them to like learn about the place. That's a mm. great idea. And actually, I kind of think going for a run as a date yeah. is a pretty good yeah, idea yeah, as well. Yeah. But you need to know which of those it is Yeah,
0: and you both need to be into running. <laughs> Don't force yeah, someone to, to go on a run those, if yeah. you, yeah, if they're not into it. <laughs>
1: please let us know those stories because we both settled as soon as possible. So we are. Oh, thank God. We like to hear these stories. Yeah, because
0: I mean, stories like this reconfirm that I am never doing that again. I would rather die alone.
1: (laughs) The apps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up is another comment piece from Tech Radar's new fitness and well-being editor about his experience of joining Strava. He decided to change his workouts to be less holistic and more analytical, which is basically the opposite of everyone in the world at the moment he seems to be the only one going that way around Um, this is where it all went wrong and it was all Strava's fault he said although I like to take things slow I'm a competitive person at heart and that lazy evening 5k riverside run quickly turned into a pretty savage 10k as I began to think a gentle jog wasn't exactly worthy of any kudos (laughs) fucking hell Um, he considered cancelling a yoga class so he could do more miles just to keep up with the pack because his friends are inviting him into groups and then setting challenges the final paragraph of this is pretty amazing. He said, I now feel that every time I run, I'm being watched. My polar isn't just a passive observer anymore, quietly recording my stats. It's now a lens through which my Strava community is spying on me to make sure I'm running enough miles or not taking breaks. Mate, what is wrong with you? I,
0: I say this in the most sincere way, but he needs to consider some sort of therapy because it's not it's not Strava making you feel like that. It's you. <laughs>
1: Remember the first thing I said about this? He's their new fitness and well-being editor. This man has some well-being problems. He
0: does. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: That is some real paranoia and over-competitiveness there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, it, it, to be honest, I always think it's funny when people do see Strava as super, com- super competitive, all elements of it, because I don't see it like that at all. I understand if you're you're fast and you want to take, like, crowns and stuff and things like that. But mostly it's like a social media platform in a way you
1: nobody gives a shit no and anyone that does give a shit and is judging you isn't worth your time no
0: like my main thing on Strava is I like to look at people I don't really go on Strava much apart from to log my runs which I've mentioned before but when I do go on I like to look at people's routes and where they've run around Cardiff, so I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, you know, stuff like that. But I'm not like, oh, I need to make sure I'm running the most miles and I need to be taking crowns well, or whatever. You look
1: at some, Can you imagine looking at someone's run and going, that's a bit shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, 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 their easy evening six k is a bit below pace. Oh my
0: god! And if you are around people like what? that, don't hang around people like that. But I've got, yeah. a, I've got a feeling this sort of attitude that he has probably seeps into other areas of his life. Like, I'm it's sure. not Strava. <laughs>
1: If anyone is thinking that, and obviously no one's ever going to say that. But everyone thought, anyone looked at one of my activities and thought that's a bit slow. i will be like, all right, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Why? And if you know, if you don't like it, you can still use Strava. Make it private.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
1: That's what Holly's done recently. She's just, she's unfollowed everyone. She's made her activities private because she doesn't care about anyone else. She doesn't want to see anything no. else, but she wants to record it. No, and that's fine. People always say they don't like Strava. So many of our guests say Strava is bullshit, but if people are still using it, yeah. Strava's not the problem
0: no 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 and this whole thing like like I said I mainly use Strava because I find it a really good way to understand my own progress to see my maps and stuff and things like that I'm not really interested in what other people are doing other than like I said sometimes I might see a nice route and think oh that looks yeah. nice but or if I see somebody super fast I'm like oh wow they're doing that really fast but I don't then judge people that are doing things slow
1: you know <laughs> no yeah I fair, sometimes I will look at runs and I'm like that's a bit quick <laughs> you probably want to be taken. if anything that's probably for me because I think I know that's pretty close to your thing you probably should be taking a little bit yeah. it? I'm not going to say that and again they don't know they don't care yeah exactly about my opinion on their <laughs> running god uh, briefly before we finish the Backyard Ultra record has gone again Um, this is Merrin Goertz he ran 90 laps of the Backyard Masters Race of Champions which is 603 kilometres in 73 hours and 38 minutes that's crazy Now, I can see why that backyard ultra I'm doing in autumn is not a full backyard ultra. It's just a 12-hour one. And now I understand why. Yeah. Because you you are, we'll organize one. We'll probably be done in 24 hours. And then two days later, some bastard is still running and you're late to work. Yeah. Yeah. That is so bad. But I looked at, you could see the splits of each one of their laps. And I think the guy who finished in second did every single one of his four miles between like 43 and 46 minutes. Oh my God. Incredibly consistent. Yeah,
0: well, I think that's how you've got to do it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that was amazing.
0: So Stuart, what have you got coming up next?
1: I'm doing more orienteering, Yay. probably. Amy, are you going to do the orienteering? Because uh, you know, <sighs> I'm I trying to get you to do it. I said, I'll pick you up. I'll take you there.
0: Would I be doing it on my own? Or do we be a team?
1: Yeah, no, you. I'm not going to a team with you.
0: You are, or are you're not?
1: No, absolutely I've not. I'd be doing it on my own. Yeah, you know there is a short version of the course. There.
0: Okay, because you know if I do it on my own, I'm never going to finish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are shorter versions of the course, which they oh. they do recommend for beginners. Okay, I think it'll be very funny.
0: Okay, maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs>
1: that means no
0: maybe i, I like I, the thing is i could you know in my head i'm like oh i just follow you but i'm not even fast enough to like follow you so therefore it's just gonna be me on my As own a, and,
1: I, and i take it far too seriously yeah. you what you don't want to be jumping through hedges like i no, would. No, no, no
0: although it might end up being that just because i, I i'll end up completely yeah. lost i get lost like just running in a straight line amy
1: think of the content think of the dear okay. listeners
0: okay Okay, something I will consider for the listeners.
1: And I've just signed up for the Murder Mile. That's another one you should do if you haven't. I don't think you've done that before. A mile? That is a mile mile up a hill. No. In the beginning of August. It's hilarious. It's one of those races everyone should do at least once. No, that
0: sounds horrific. That sounds like definitely something that I'm not going to do. Absolutely not. You know what I had? I forgot to mention on the podcast. I had somebody offer me a place for Cardiff 10K. And Cardiff 10K was really hot, wasn't it? But it was like a Mm. week before. And I was like, nah. No, nah, they'll offer me like a free place as well. Like, that's the last thing I want to do. 10K on the road in the heat. No. Nah,
1: we, do, we don't We don't. Happen. roll
0: that way now, fam. we we about them no. trails. <laughs> We're about them <laughs> 10Ks that take three hours on the trail.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, get chased yeah. by horses and have to walk up hills. Yeah,
0: slowly. stop and have a sandwich. We're not about yeah. 10K around Cardiff Bay in the heat.
1: So have you got any plans coming up? no. As usual, okay, cool. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, you can visit runningisbs.com. See the show notes, links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, uh, as well as links to our Patreon merch store and our social medias. And please buy tea so Amy can buy a car. Yay,
0: bye. <laughs> GoFundBee.
1: Wait, GoFundTee! <laughs>